Welcome back to Punching Sideways with me. I'm Mel. This is Josh. Hey, how you going, Mel? Good. I'm excited. Well, actually, you know what? I'm not going to say I'm excited about today's guest because I don't know anything about them. This is one of uh, you've done a producer Josh. I have. Scenario. Yeah. And you've just said music, 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 and that just goes in my head, like yeah. past music. You probably know. interview a lot of people in the music field, although I'm not sure that- It's past context music that I'm not yeah. across. Yeah, so this is someone that might feel a little bit like they're from a different era, yeah. like me as well when I talk yeah. about it. So, But it's also our guest today, Ryan Wilson- has a really interesting past and has also been in some of the most impactful bands around here in the 2000 to 2010 era. Yeah, right. They were bands that had appeal and interesting personalities and just an overall level of fandom that other bands around then didn't have that were local. And do you think, is this your perspective or is this just common consensus? It's common consensus. May 1927, which was probably the last heavy band that Ryan was in around here. Yeah. He formed that band, which was an outgrowth of some other bands. In my time when I was booking shows mm-hmm. and also playing them as a band member, yeah. there was no band that pulled more people than them. Yeah, right. That's of cool. any genre around here. Yeah, and he's just a much more interesting person now than maybe what people who may they might if you're familiar with him you may remember him as being one thing. Yeah. He's been through a whole lot. Yeah. And the new version of him is just super interesting to talk to. I randomly ran into him a while back and I couldn't believe how much a person could change for the better. Yeah, okay. That's cool. I'm, yeah, like, so. I'm all about evolutionary aspects and I'm keen to find out about his story. It feels like you left yourself open to really getting to know someone from the ground up with this particular guest. I'm going to run on my um, naivety card. I reckon. The naivety card? Which. Uh, Is that like a coffee card, but for naivety? <laughs> Can you stamp that one, Josh? Uh, I mean, I, mean I, will, I do like to be informed, but sometimes it's nice to um, just let the formation of your opinions and the, the questions sort of come organically through getting to talk to someone. It's the same way in Josh, we've spoken about how you go, do you, are you immersed in the podcast world? And I was like, nah. Because yeah. I want it to be authentic and true to, to yeah. myself. So this yeah, is well, sort of a similar vein. Which I think is awesome because we've talked about quickly, and I know we need to get to Ryan, I'll move this along, but the it took me 10 years of absorbing the genre to move into a place where I sound like myself. Yeah. For you, you naturally do because you haven't overexposed yourself to other people. Yeah. You're not playing a character. No. No, this is real. Yeah, this is real people. <laughs> By the way, what, how do you put it? This is not a drill. <laughs> this is not a drill. This is a real person. And, um, yep, sorry. Sorry, hashtag not sorry. If Just jump on board pretty much. Exactly. And talking of coffee <laughs> cards, maybe we should have a punching sideways coffee <gasps> card for could, our donators. Could we get a coffee card? Maybe if you donate 10 times, regardless of amount. Yeah. We'll do a whole episode on a topic of your choice. Oh, speaking of topic of choices... Will we get to this after we talk to Ryan, I think, because I hear that some people have been messaging us, like trying to have input in the show that is Yeah, no, trying to produce ours. a Mel. Yeah, trying to produce a Mel. And what's that about? I mean, yeah, no. I don't need anyone on my back already. So yeah. so okay. we're getting told what to do by people. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that, but producer Mel's not up for it. 
I'm not up for it, but this once we'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we'll jump in with Ryan now. You can go to punchingsideways.com and click on a play button to play, share button to share, and a buy me a coffee button to support the show. The play button is like the little triangle. That's the easy that's, way. That's the easy way. That's and the easy way. <laughs> you can support us for as little yep. as $3, and it really makes a difference, particularly now we're in this nice fancy studio. It all helps. So. Yeah. Particularly the way that Mel likes to bash the microphones with her talky hands. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, righto. I really yes. feel dismissed. Okay. Righto, here's Ryan. And yeah, we'll talk to you after we've had a chat to him. We spoke in the pre-chat a little bit about how you were a pretty good athlete that people might not realize if they've only met you in the last say decade they yeah. might have known you're an, a- an athlete before that so you were, t- you were that, saying yeah. that you were in the the, the bushes. bushes yeah yeah done played school boys and uh tr- trained and had all the options there to do bigger things in football it was getting pushed by the right coaches and the right people you know the 70 year old kid playing seniors with all the all ex-afl players and big names and and being a creative person it just didn't stick in my head yeah. In my soul, like it's you can't, I, you don't know any AFL player who's a, a legit musician at the same time, or any. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't go hand in hand. So it was always really confusing. There was always a lot, always a lot of conflict there. Yeah. Okay, so I've said the word creative before, and Mel's given me a funny look because okay. this is just in chats. Yeah. So can you tell us what that actually means to you when you say that? <laughs> right. So a, a, as a creative, like right, even right now, I'm I have melodies going through my head. Yeah, right. You know, people say they can hear and see in colours and different things like that. Not as, as in it can come and go like that. Yeah. But even right now, I'm coming up with different melodies, tunes, uh, artwork, all, all right now. Like it doesn't stop. And the yoga helps. Like that's that's when I went that way to harness the the intensity of the mind. Do you it know? Sort of just, it sort of gives, calibrates it all and you go, ah, now it, it's not so messy. Yeah, I've good. often said that I come up with the best ideas at yoga. So when my brain is supposed to be in that quiet mode is actually when it gets clarity yep. and I just go. Completely. <laughs> you know, all those it's things. It's a calibration. Just, <laughs> it's like, the, it's like there's mind, spirit and soul. It all connects and it all makes sense, you know, yeah. and, yeah. It's, that's, and that's what it's for. Like, and obviously you never found that, let's call it an alignment, playing football as much as some people might find that football's where their mind clears. Completely. You, you, I always knew there was more levels to things. You know what I mean? You yeah. know what I mean? Like I res- like respect health and fitness and, yeah, and, and all those things. You obviously played at a higher level than I ever did, but I used to get, because I was actually the vice captain of my team the last year Just I played. Throp it on the table. No, Josh. not really. Cause <laughs> why you would have the 20th worst player on the team as your vice captain, I'm not sure. Because he's going to stick round. No, because I, I was the biggest kick. That was it. Oh, there we go. I, kicked out, I was the one who kicked out from fullback. Yeah. But it's important. People used to sometimes pull me aside, including my dad. I'd never looked fully engaged. Like, I I was a good athlete. I could run fast if I wanted to. I could be tough if I wanted to, but I never was. Yeah. It's because people didn't really get that I was thinking about guitar and songs. Yeah. And probably girls and all those things mixed together. Completely. And and, and that's what it is. And now I'm on that that sort of yogi path where I use that to harness anger and things too at the same time. Yeah. Now it's like I, I have books on. Physics and 
that psychology and all this. So you've gone to the other levels again. It's just like looking back at just like I, you just couldn't stay at that one level. It might have been good for a little peak thing, you know, like a few years, but then you just you're exposed to too many other things, and it's very hard to shut off. Tell me what it was like making that decision as a 17 year old growing up in the country, where obviously people have their hopes and dreams put onto you. Mm. What was it like to then come out and tell like the people around you, no, nah, this isn't this isn't for me? Yeah. How well, was that taken? I remember coaches who'd who'd been and played their level of football and different uh, I think a few in the AFL and things like that in their time in the seventies. Like people were mortified that that wasn't your whole world. <laughs> that you had these other things yeah. going on that made no no sense to other people. You know, you know? Yeah. And it's still sort of like that. You know? Yeah. Um it's like they don't see you're an onion have all these different layers, you know? All yeah. these other layers going on. And then like I have some friends who who know you, but then they see you on film clips and things like that and they're just, they're seeing all these other avenues of yeah. you. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I can I could could understand. Back then I couldn't really understand. I'm like, it's just like there's gotta be more to life than this. So you weren't um were you just sort of cut out of everyone's life? Like did yeah, they no, just sort I, of chuck you and go, Whoa No, it was more so me, I think. Yeah. I remember I remember playing must have been nineteen. I remember playing seniors one one game or second quarter, like this looking back, sort of having a bit a bit of a laugh now. And I remember this I was a punch on person all the time. Yeah. And I remember just walking off the footy field and never going back. Smashing lockers. <laughs> um <laughs> got got in the car at that time and, and, and never went back, type yeah. thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I just I just I just couldn't. I just think you just opened up to too many other things. Yeah. Were you playing music at that point already? Yeah, so you we must had, have been. Yeah, so that was like like nobody's perfect was a band then, you know, punk rock, pop punk Australia, um, nineteen twenty. So Elm Street I think still were were a starting thing then. So that was like like yeah. this sort of region. So yeah. we, we'll get to that because mm-hmm. you were in a couple of bands that were foundational around here for different reasons, but we'll just maybe finish off this country football y kind of thing. I just wanna know, um so you walked off Obviously, you said you're a bit of a punch-on person. What was the was there other precursors to this snap point that just obviously there was a snapping point in your brain? When I say obviously, this is my perception. There was a snapping point in your brain. You're just like, I don't want a par of this. There was also the exhibit of you know frustration towards the game and the people that you're playing against. Mm-hmm. And what was it like when you just drove out of there and just never? came back yeah it's like an accumulation of thought because when you're i was trying to because when you when you're away from things you're always thinking about it, or you're thinking like especially as a musician like right now you'd be the same too you'd have to shut it off you're always creating you're always yeah it, just, it doesn't stop and i thought you could stop that at one stage i thought no that's just a fade you just shut it off and you get back to normality it never shut off i think it just got too noisy yeah okay. and then and then i was always like I never idolized football um, players. Yeah, no, ne- not yeah. at all. I'm sort of very sarcastic. Yeah, My, I use sarcasm as a tool. So I always, yeah. I was always, I was always like, I don't respect these people because that's 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 all they've got in the conversation. That's it. Yeah. So I, I, I think it got to that point where I'm just like, there's got to be more than just this at that age. Yeah. There's got to be more. Yeah. And that mm. more, I guess, was it started out as punk 
pop yeah. sort of music. So yeah, and playing acoustic, playing playing acoustic stuff, and yeah. um, being being creative and being a thinker, yeah. and yeah. So one thing that's interesting about that group that formed the early Nobody's Perfect kind of sound, which was what would you say it was pretty generic pop punk, but yeah, it was, for then, yeah, for then, but yeah. it was it was coming out. Yeah, it was very much a distillation of several. Several uh, several types of pop punk. Pop punk, yeah, yeah. definitely Californian type punk bands yeah. coming out, yeah. But the amount of influences the people in those early bands you're in had, to me it always felt like you've come together from all these different angles, mm. but that's the one sound that you agreed on at the time. Yeah. Because yeah. I know and I've got a friend, Benny, who I think, I don't know whether he was playing bass initially in Nobody's Perfect or whether that was later with the later bands. Yeah. But he I know of, he's a classic yeah. rock fan and a progressive rock fan yeah. as well as that. So how did you guys decide that in a town that was probably the size of Koryong, where mm -hmm. there was very few people that liked the same music, you yeah. kind of form bands with the people that can play. Yeah. You don't have, you don't have a whole lot of choice. You're like, oh, many you, choices, can, yeah. you can play drums, I'll play with you, regardless what the style Com is. Yeah, completely. And I, and I remember them boys are all, like, oh, I'm into these bands now, and like Korn and um, System of a Down. Like, I listen to everything now, you know? Yeah. And when you're, you're bidding your ego when you're younger, it's like, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I think they, it was just who could ever write, who could write music. Yeah. Yeah. Who was writing their own stuff? I think that's what it come down to. And <laughs> yeah. just, cool, you're writing, let's set up a room and we'll play loud stuff. You know, <laughs> we'll play loud noise and we'll vibe on it. I think that's what it all come down to. Yeah. Who was writing music, like and their then, own stuff. And having an outlet. And having that outlet, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you, you know, that all branched off into people playing in heaps of different bands. Yeah. Yeah. So my first memory of seeing you guys play was... You got it was a high school gym sort of situation oh, yeah. in Mount Beauty, and you guys played all your own songs. And the band that I was in at the time played a few of our own, but we also played a really good Incubus cover. And someone from Nobody's Perfect came up and was praising this Incubus cover, and I was thinking the whole time, yeah, but I would have liked to have just played all our own songs yeah. and not played a cover, and you guys did that. <laughs> yeah. So you guys weren't really big on, even though you were heavily influenced, it was all your own music. Yeah, much, wasn't it? I'm, I'm still at that now. <laughs> like I like this, I get asked to play, you know, cover musicians get paid more than I do. Mm -hmm. I get asked to play them sets all the time. No, no, no. <laughs> I still, I'm a writer. Like that's, that's it. Like yeah. that's, that's, that's what, especially as I get older now, I'm really into my writing years. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what it always was. Didn't want to play other people's music. I just wanted to, to write and whoever was on board was on board type thing, yeah. you know, even though the crowd favorites are other people's songs <laughs> type thing, but yeah. You can't yeah. get crowd favourites unless you actually put more music out there, really. No. That, that's just it. just a trial Completely. and error <laughs> until yeah. people hear it enough Com and then it just that's, absorbs That's into, what it is. Yeah. And that's like what I'm, what I'm writing now is just that's where I'm at now, yeah. you know, getting so bigger and bigger. with the progression, obviously that band was fundamentally maybe limited by a lack of maybe experience and technique more yeah. so than the bands you were in later, particularly – the jump from Nobody's Perfect to Elm Street. And for anyone who's not familiar with the band, because... Me. Yeah. They were, by my definition, the first band that I'd ever seen around here that had real fans. Yeah. Like diehard... Diehard fans. Diehard yeah. actual I love this band and fans. And people now going, you should redo yeah. stuff. Not not just you guys were good for a country band or you guys had some cool songs or yeah. whatever. It was actual diehards. Yeah. So... Because I always felt a little bit excluded from maybe the aesthetic of the punk and screamo thing that yeah. was probably more aligned with Elm Street. Yeah. What do you think you guys were doing that made people react in a way that a country band probably wouldn't have that kind of following? Like you guys hadn't even played a song. It was just rumours about 
how good these jams were and the drama yeah. you had, the drama. drama you had at the time was if you're from Riverside, California. Yeah, he's coming and lived. There was like a there was like a, there, like, there was yeah. like a mythology around Elm Street. Oh, completely, unlike yeah, completely. any other band. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, and you guys backed it up and played. I remember the first show you played with my first band and also Notion from Sydney was probably oh, yeah, that's the right. Yeah, probably the biggest pure independent turnout we'd ever had at Sodens. Sodens, yep. I think it was 400 people. Yeah. And yep. none of us had ever played a show, I don't think, around here. Yeah. But most of that was for you guys. Yeah. So what do you think you were doing? Was it was it all mythology? Like, I, look I, at I, that. I honestly think even even now, like people don't, uh, uh, with someone like me, people go, you're from America somewhere. You're from California or something. I think because I've been vibing that music from a little kid living in the valley, the yep. school of, of like 100-something people. Yeah. Just yep. That was my, my froth, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that just bled through, and then uh, through friends meeting uh, a drummer who was literally just in Australia for two weeks, two or three weeks, straight from Riverside, who played in bands, played at Whiskey Go Go, and all these big American things, you know, before yep. before we we're eighteen or nineteen years old. It just was funny how it come together, <laughs> and um, I think that he brought what I was into here from from that part of the world. Yeah, and um, it's like even now I'm back. We're going to be back doing some stuff with him. Yeah, in, in the future. Ooh. So we're talking about. Aaron Fioka, and obviously he was technically, he kind of lifted you guys up, obviously, yeah. to a level because he'd been playing in bands that were a lot tighter. Completely, then. yeah. And I think from memory part, and when I say mythology, hopefully that's not pejorative, right? I mean it as far as the band came out with more fans than maybe what a band deserved. For, from but, just from, yeah, just from, from nothing. The, just from these amazing jam sessions. Yeah. You know, I know that I've had conversations with guys involved in the band and around it. That you maybe never captured how good those jams. Nah, were. I don't. I don't think you can know because there's no there's no gauging. Yeah, Do, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and there's no guidance. Like we look <laughs> back where the older people were trying to go. There was no there was no guidance. So you look back and go, ah, oh, that could have been something. Yeah, that could have been something. But you still take it on into your music life now. Yeah, it's just it was just it was it was vibing as. And yeah. I, I think of it now. If we released and got on a on a bigger label and 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 put that music out again, like it'd be you know. Yeah. It's, it's just funny how it works, man. Yeah. And you know? none of us really knew what to expect that a band that really had fans already from playing in a shed. Yeah. What that was going to be. And I think the first time I saw you guys might have been in Wodonga and it was pretty phenomenal. And obviously you had a very unique sound. So just for people that maybe are thinking, oh, was this just a of the time screamo kind of band? What What were you guys going for? Because your vocal passages were always a little more juxtaposed to the yeah. rhythm and yeah. they still probably are. Yeah. That's one of your signature things yeah. that the vocals don't sit always yeah. perfectly with yeah. the instrumentation. No, no. It was very evident in yeah. Elm, Street, in Elm that, Street that you'd found some form of writing style. Yeah. I think I think that's just how I hear it coming through and I think that in the Ryan Wilson stuff I'm releasing now, it's just like the uniqueness of where I place things. And I, I've looked, listened back to them demos and things like that too, and I go like, imagine that recorded like legitly, and it's just like you're just vibing what you're doing, but you can't see it when you're in it. Yeah, you sort of you, you're too close to the project, you know, and you're you're all young in your egos and you. <laughs> right, so you've you've hit on two things there. <laughs> the in your egos thing you've said a few times, which yeah. I think that's a brilliant turn of phrase, but yeah, maybe what the deeper thing there is that you were young and you're in a bubble. Yeah. To say that you guys might have been on the side of being a bit self-destructive as a band is probably yeah. putting it lightly given the, the amount of talent that you had. Yeah. Did you guys have any idea that those internal band frictions and maybe that ego that everybody had, did you have any foresight into the fact that that might 
stop that band earlier than what they should have been yeah stopped yeah i i think so because it was like like even looking back at that time period like the bands we used to play with everyone were big drinkers you know like that whole time period was mm. like that seems to be gone now do you know what i mean yeah <laughs> like within that 10 year cycle or 15 year cycle like now quick things have changed um yeah it was it, it was it was going to self destruct cuz it's like it's like Benny Benny is probably the most stable person. Yeah. And then Aaron and I are creative, uh, and then and and Joel, but we're all, all pretty wild. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I was always in trouble with everything in my life. <laughs> yeah. Always in trouble for everything. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I could, you, I could, I could see it a mile away. I could, I could tell that. Yeah. You just, you just, you just couldn't see. You know. You're just hanging but, on to the roller coaster while you can. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. pretty much. Well, but that's where all the best music come from. Yeah, you know, and all that music still sits there. And there's other songs like you too. You would have too that never got heard, never got released, yeah. and it was like real Silversteiny, real like that that American yeah. American feel type thing. Yeah, all is still sitting there. You know, yeah. one thing I guess that I and I'll I'll try and dig up some music I've got access to, or maybe even if you've got some, Ryan, we can link to some yeah, just so yeah. people know what we're talking mm. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the fact that there was a touch of a more what I would, for the style within that genre, a bit of a progressive element. And yep. most of it was probably your vocal passages, how they sat on the music. But I never had the feeling that maybe everyone in Elm Street was completely comfortable with the way you sounded at any one time because yeah. it was oh, the vibe I got off you guys was who's the next cool band? Who do we sound like yeah. next? Who do we talk about next? Yeah. Because my favourite band at that point and probably still is of all the heavy bands, a band called Glassjaw. Yeah. And I remember Aaron yeah. telling me, oh, Glassjaw's old, man. You've got to get into this band, Glass Eater. Yeah. Glassjaw's one of the great bands of all time and yeah. Glass Eater's faded into oblivion. Yeah. But yeah. it just seemed like maybe everyone was- Trying to get the next thing. And is that was that pressure too coming from the big scenes in Melbourne that it's all about the future and it was all about who's cool and- Completely. Like, like, I remember playing in May. Like I look back now and go like- May 1927. Sorry for people that listen. Yeah, yeah. we'll yeah. play in- like, with, Big, big, like Emity Affliction and all these big yeah. bands who are big, who are massive now, you know? Yeah. Um, Prom Queen, heaps, all these parkways and all these bands. But then you had no, there was no, there was no, but there, I, I sort of said there was no one in front of us paving away. You know, there was no other musos, older musos going, this is how you do it. There was people who thought they sort of knew, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and they sort of just led you down dark roads. Yeah. So okay. it was all, I look at it now and that's probably why I've gone the direction I have because it was no, there was really no clarity. Of yeah. anything, you know. So, in saying that, what what I think I'm hearing is that you guys might not have realised even in May because mm. you're all more grown up that yeah. there was still a massive gap in professionalism and yeah. confidence between you and a prom queen or you and a park queen. Yeah, yeah. There was somewhat you needed. There was, yeah, you needed some bands in that gap to think, okay, well, if yeah. we do, if we do this, we can get to that next level, or yeah. if we we organise ourselves like this, or if we get along better, or whatever it is, because. I know just from seeing the sales figure of a Parkway show, they were a giant band even before people realised that Completely. they were a giant band Completely. because I saw that how quickly they would sell tickets even just at yeah. Sons. Yeah. So. Um, I always sort of sort of was like this. It wasn't that older sort of group giving a bit of guidance because there was I don't think there, there wasn't any. Yeah. Would you, you sort have of, listened? Yeah, that's another thing too. Because I feel like it's – I'm sorry to pull you no, up No, that's a great no, question. That's a, that's a really good question, yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like Completely. the vibe I'm getting is I'm doing all my own thing. I'm doing this. I'm doing mm. this. I'm doing this. We're all just doing our own thing. And if oh, I know from my self-reflection, if someone was to say this is what you need to do, I would go. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. 
yeah. I'm doing it my way and you can you can have your yeah, opinion, I, but I, I'm not. So I, 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 when, you, when you say that, when I look back at it being, because you, you're 19, 20 years old, yeah. that's yeah. pretty much how, how it would have been anyway. Yeah. Because there was no, yeah, <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't envision anything more than the next week when, yeah. at that age. Just to follow on from Mel's getting at, which I think is brilliant. If every band in the genre is a hobbyist activity and you're yeah. already in the biggest band, which May 1927 arguably is probably other than like the Northern Folk now yeah. or bands like that, but up until that point, you're probably the biggest heavy band there's ever been around here and you yeah. may be the biggest heavy band there will ever be around here just in yeah. terms of pulling power and vibe. Right, yeah. Who There wasn't anyone ahead of you to be able to tell you, hey, you guys, you need to you know, maybe get along better or work a little bit more on yeah. You know how you teamwork interact with each and, other and or teamwork as completely. opposed to yeah. they, they, there was no like here's a course to do, to do this and that was sort of gauging off the bands that yeah. have been and it's fine if you're copying like that pro- from a Melbourne band that sees you maybe they see one side of you guys when you're out partying together and having a great time yeah but they're not there to see no oh, they, this is what they're like in the jam shed or this is how they talk to each other completely or, and that's 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 and uh, I'm not saying that any of that was happening it just that was that's a lot of bands I mean I know? knew I knew all you, of you guys better as individuals than then, I did then yeah as a band I guess and you you played in band you know what you know how behind the scenes and all of it works well, and, well my and, band stayed together for a long time and people think well, my two best friends in the world yep. are Rudy and Dan yeah and we had massive blow ups to yep. the point where we never figured out until after we were in a band yeah. how to communicate yeah. about things that were touchy. Yeah. Because I was writing most of the music. Anything that was a critique of the music was yep. usually coming from me back out. Yep. You've got to be better. That's got to be sung yep. better. That guitar yep. part should be better. Right? Yep. So I was never really open to criticism because mm-hmm. I was so busy controlling what everyone else was mm-hmm. doing. Yeah. That I don't actually know how these, I these are like these are like <laughs> These are like life skills. <laughs> yeah. If anyone had a said, right? Josh, it's not that I'm playing that part wrong. That you wrote for me, generally, it's just the song's not good. Yeah, <laughs> like that's the problem. It's yeah. not me. It's that yeah. you wrote a shit song. We've got to let it go. See, see, I'm there now with all my writing. Like I work uh, coincide with Simo McKenna, yeah. pro- producing just me and him. And if if it's shit, shit, we go shit. That's it. Yeah. If it's shit, we're not vibing. That's it. Scrap it. it just yeah. that again. Takes that, twenty years to get there. I mean, that's yeah. hard though when you put a lot of work into something to cathartically just release it. And yeah. Go, know what i'm done with sometimes that you come back to stuff yeah. and you get like well, what the hell what are we doing there yeah what's what's that and then you get to just part ways with it if you've yeah. been creative you're like well yeah. maybe and then and then it's funny it might show up somewhere else in a song on something different like yeah. you know is that about you've got to have some level of confidence and mel's got a really good local radio show yeah in my opinion it's one of the better local radio shows that i've heard as far as yeah the pace and everything and yeah. it's i actually like listening to it unlike most community radio thanks <laughs> but it's sometimes about feeling that there's a, a sense of abundance, that an okay idea, you can let it go because there's going to be more good stuff mm. to follow it. Yeah. And sometimes I think we get stuck in, if I let that semi-good idea go, there's going to be nothing backing that yeah. up. Yeah. I th- I, you know, what else is coming I down think the pike? I think it's come, when, you, when you've hit the mark with the ebb and flow, when something's really worked, then you know there is a definitely like a, like a universal law. It's just like that's going to happen again, but you've got to be open to it. And then you know when stuff doesn't because it's just friction. Yeah, but, but those, you know those crappy songs or if you've got a crappy idea for a radio segment, if you don't get those out of the way, sometimes there's no room for you, that you, shit. You, uh, it's like the analogy of sieving through the shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it, you it's, learn. it's like um, like filler. Like most mo- most bands have five banging songs, ten banging songs if you're a big band. Yeah. The rest are just fillers, you know? That's a lot of work to get to them, them songs. Tell me this years. with Simon McKenna. 
so I know you call him Simo, but I want to make sure that people know who you're talking about. Have you found someone that can filter through your brain a little bit? Simo's good. Because? He's very, because he's, he's stable and I'm wailing out here. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know with me sometimes, like there's something that happens in my brain and I can't get it out. Yep. I know that it's good. Yep. But to try and convey that to someone else yep. is just like hell. They yeah. just look at me and go, what are you talking about? And I know I can see the end product, yeah. but I can't get what's in my yeah. head to that end. So yeah. is Simon being very good at being able to yeah. extract these parts yeah, we're, from you? Because that's a hard relationship to find. I, I look at things like, would, would I date me? No. Nah. Would I want to hang out with me? No way. <laughs> so he's definitely he, not giving your Instagram. I'm naked on everything, man. <laughs> I'm going to have an OnlyFans account We're, soon. We're going to yeah. right? get into that after. So it's <laughs> like, so when you've got people who are polar opposites, yeah, it's negative and positive. It works. Yeah. You know, you come from different scenes, different things, different. Yeah. That's you when you get old and you start to work out all these bands that are recorded, but you realize, oh, Foo Fighters done stuff on Angels and Airwaves and da da. Hideout studios and all that because they polar opposites of what makes it all work. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Especially and, in in music world because every every wacko is this some you know what I mean? They're out there on on a limb wailing in the wind, and that's you know? usually where the great music and great yeah. art comes from. But what what just to follow on from Mel's question, what is it that Simon mm. first locked in on? That's because you seem and I've said this to Mel. We'll get back to some of maybe some stuff that's happened in the past where it was a lack of focus mm-hmm. and some bad choices, but. Yeah. I think I saw you when I was on a break from my old job and we had a good half an hour talk on the street. Oh, that's right, yeah. And you were yep. more, you were sharper and you just seemed happier than I'd, I mean, I obviously don't know you that well. Yeah. Not like I do some, like Benny, for example, yeah. Dale. Yeah. You seemed like you were happier and sharper than I'd ever seen you. What is it that Simon has brought to the table? I would have just probably come out of yoga class here on Dean Street, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, well, you've, I don't I don't remember you being all yogury, but maybe, yeah. maybe yeah. once again, I don't know. Yogury isn't yeah. a term. Yogury is now. <laughs> yogury. Yeah. Yogury be better. But is he, has he locked down some kind of – because yeah. if you're living out here, sometimes the ideas can just float away. Yeah, so. and they, they buckle you. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, he's he's that he's that rock of, of getting my – me – Conveying, yeah, he's that rock of getting what I've got inside yeah. out. So I'm going to go a bit harder again. What yeah. is it exactly that he's? Is there something that stands out to you that you're like, I've never been challenged on that before, or that thing has never been pointed out to me, mm. or because he seems like he's just as comfortable with the idea of being a producer as he is being a musician or a songwriter. Yeah, because I know that I can't produce for that reason. I'm always thinking about the song and wanting to be the source. Yeah, I d- I just he's just the stability yeah. that, that, that that he's got. It, it's just something about that stability. I think that's where the, all them producers go because yeah. they've got that st- stability. They know they can harness that artist and get what they're trying to say out and through frequency yeah. is recordings. It, is it because um, there's no competitiveness? Like he's not trying to. That, yeah, yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, I have thought about that Sorry. too. Because well, and, and you yeah. and you you're, you make you're, a good point. You're not. Yeah. He's not a part of the project. He he's 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 helping the pro you know the project yeah he's he's not like he's not a part of the band yeah um, well there's no really I'm writing it all ourselves at the moment so that's 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 really good especially when you get a old, bit old and you yeah. go oh there's no conflict anyway when yeah. you're younger you think there's conflict with everything you know, I know. All, Josh, all the other members and all the other yeah. <laughs> Josh does it all the time he tries to rein me in and just stifle oh, yeah. my creativity I know I do he, he's <laughs> like stop being funny Mel that's my job yeah. I'm the comedian now yeah right. <laughs> 
so, don't know about that. Um, but I feel like just from what I've just vibed now, the fact that he is that opposite so that whatever you're doing, it's not like he's going to go down that lane and take it. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, so, not at all. So no. to grow it is like this resounding yeah. end well, product. And he, he's come from, from music and he's come from playing in bands. Like he's, he's lived it too. He's, he's been in... Been so around members and done that, and you see this whole side of how things work. And so you're saying stability, but I'm also feeling like it's a safety thing too. C- completely, you that's, feel very safe in that that's space. Your, that that's yeah, your space. That's your baby. That's what they're. That's what they're working with. You know, because it, it it is the soul. Like as a music, that is your soul bleeding through, and that's what you're trying to yeah. convey and 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 get out um, to the public. You know, to the masses. Yeah. But um, it does. It's really. It's at it, 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 that's the you know this is the at thirty five years old this is the this is my this is the best shit I've done like this is where it's starting to feel like something you know and I put that down to an accumulation of things like the yoga yeah, yeah. And, and and you know getting clean of alcohol years ago all these all these things you know what I mean the clarity now is there yeah okay so we might just for the lack of a more smooth segue go into things that were a bit less clean okay so Ryan <laughs> said that he was okay to talk about some of and for the lack of a better term, mate, I'm going to call it darker yeah, times. Yeah, for sure. And you can, you know, illuminate that more. As yep. there, there might have been positives that have come out of that because clearly you're a different human than when I first met you. Fairly different. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I could so imagine. We're not gonna, I'm not going to beat around the bush. You did spend some time in jail. Yep. And I'm not aware of what type of circumstance led to that. We can, You can talk about that if you'd like or as little as you'd like, but... Mm-hmm. What was that experience like? And is there anything that's because you seem like the music in general is more positive now? Is there anything that's yeah. come from that experience? But that, that's what makes the music. Like like even the next few releases, I'm I'm going to release to this like no one else is doing because that 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 conditioning of what things hardships do to people, you can hear it. You know when you hear uh, musos or artists and you get they're not believable. Yeah, like I, you can't. I don't believe them when they when they're singing or when they're. That, that conditioning of, of of dark things, say if it's heartache or facing your darker side or jail, um, that all that's all helping the, the the authenticity of the music. Yeah, yeah. How long were you in for? At about, a, I was in and out for five years. Yeah. So not not locked up for five years, but in the system. Yeah. So the system's just as bad when you get out. I was going to say, what's it like to then get out just, and be like, what still, the, f- what still the fuck con- do I have to... You're still controlled Yeah. everything you do in your life, even even, even now because you have a bit of a name. and Yeah. Um, but those those dark things crack you open to other things that most never see, never understand, you know, like there's a whole other way just like we seen a bit now with COVID, I guess, but there's a whole, a whole other aspect of life and society that just mostly goes unseen, you know? Like you hear about it, but you don't believe it. Yeah. So I look at you, you mentioned onions and layers before, mm. and when I just flippantly just walked into the studio before, first <laughs> thing I looked at you, I saw that your eyes are very kind. So, But your story tells me that that's not always been maybe the mm. portrayal yeah. that's come across. You can, and, you're, yeah. and you're also covered with a lot of tattoos, which for me is fascinating. Yeah. Because that's obviously your layers of story that's been painted Completely, all over yeah. you. How long is it? When did you get your first tattoo? And how long is it since you've ha- had one? Like, is it still a th- cathartic process yeah. or is it now it's, stopped since you've sort no, of. No, no. It's, I think, uh, I was saying I was 14. 
Ah, uh, wow. I first got my first tattoo. But it's it's layering. Yeah. You know, it's not like one of these people who goes and gets a thing off the wall and they're covered and they think, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like this is this is like old old stuff and I've got yeah. some jail sort of tats hidden and things like that too. Yeah. But that is, a, that is a story. Yeah. They're not all clean and pretty and and all those things. Yeah. So he's right. just showing, he's just taken off his beanie and he's got like a, do you remind me to describe yeah. it, like a skull on top of there? Yeah, with so some... it's, an, it's, an, it's, it's, it's like, a, like a spiritual piece. It's an Indian, yeah. Indian skull. Yeah, okay. With, with the wolf yep. and, the, and the panther and the born free of like. Which again, now that you're just explaining that, would not be the perception that a lot of people walking down the street would get from seeing a skull. No, so no your, not at all. Your story yeah. attached to that Comple- yeah. is completely different to yeah. what an external. And I'm fascinated by there's a, people's, there's a lot of depth people's yeah. perceptions versus what is actually going on. Yeah. Um. So can you? Yeah. Can you just describe this? So this this skull. What does that mean to you? Because it's like, very prominent on your head. Yeah. Well, I've got the. Uh, I think the through the 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 jail ordeals and. Uh, done a bit of solitary confinement i've been locked right away yeah had my own epiphanies and you know through yeah. meditation and yoga that you yeah. can wake up to other things mm-hmm. and 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 in jail i've met i've met guys who are life so they're still there they're yeah. never getting out yeah uh i used to watch julian knight the hoddle street bomber walk around his yeah. cell every night Jeez. yeah wow. um is the that aspect of life born free is like you can't you can you can have the body but you can't take what's in yeah. the heart and the soul and the mind type thing yeah, and like this is like through my music now. It's just, it's starting to bleed through. You know the, yeah. the authenticity of, of it all. Yeah. So when you first were writing more music after that period, or even during that period, when you say it's bleeding through in an authentic way, now were you finding it hard to, you know, hard to deal with what was happening mm. in your life, or mm. was it manifesting in a way you didn't believe yourself when yeah. you were singing it back, or what? What when you say it's coming through in an authentic way yeah. now? What 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 makes you feel that way about this? It's stuff? like the accumulation of all them experiences get it get to the conditioning of something that's all, all authentic. Yeah, you know, like we're talking about musos when you see and you go there. You, it's, sometimes it's one guy on the guitar and blows away everything. Yeah. yeah, you can just tell it's a real deal. You can hear it in his soul. Yeah, it's coming through in the soul. So yeah. that's like all those experiences coming through, and it's like you can't fake that. Yeah, that's lived, mm. and that's deep in there. You know, mm. that's that's yeah. It, it's funny, and it's really only when I've got people like Ryan on that I can talk about some of these bands. But a lot of people have always I know asked nothing me about yeah. this. There's a band that's <laughs> they've never been hugely popular, but they're a phenomenal band in terms of quality of music, and that's a band Thrice. Yeah, and their oh, singer yeah. Dustin Kenstra yeah. is, I feel his heart and yeah. his whatever it is yeah. that he there doesn't seem like there's any layer of abstraction yeah. between no, what he there's sings. There's nothing. There's no filters. How I feel, and that's not the same. Going to be the same for everyone, but no, there's people in that same genre where I never felt a thing. Yeah, you would say, oh, they're just a thrice clone. Yeah, why don't I like them? It's because there's something about it's, his. Yeah. His upbringing and the way he presents, there's a rawness. There's a rawness. It's like his soul's lived a million lifetimes and it's just coming yeah, through. It is. It's like hearing an old soul. even C- Completely. Even that's what it is. And that, that part of the world he's and been And they were never a cool bad, but maybe that's no. because they were appealing to an older part of, you know, us as people. And, and Because and, they were and, never the fashionable No, band. no, but as you get older, you start to get it, yeah? Yeah. You're going, the older ah, I get, the more I like it. Yeah. There, there you go. That's why it wasn't popular. Yeah. You know, the alchemy stuff, you know? Yeah. 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 Completely. Was this, uh, do you feel like music now is more 
of an exposed outlet for you that you're more honest through your music than what you were when you were younger or have you continued because you've been quite honest with us now but I I'm also aware from musicians that I've been around that there's never that full level of honesty until they're on stage Mm. there's still that you're holding a little bit back because there's a freeing release when you're actually on stage because you can almost put it aside as part of your persona, whereas, yeah. and that's where that raw thing I think that you're talking about, Josh, comes. Whereas, if you're sitting in amongst people, there's still that level of guard because you're very exposed because you're not putting on an act. It's not part of music or anything. Yeah. Was this part of when you first started um, playing music when you were younger? Was this always this this outlet for you? that you couldn't get on the football field or anything like that? And has that evolved more where you're now becoming more comfortable as a person to talk like this now? Yeah, I think it builds a personality, you know. It all starts off because of you want to be cool and follow the bands you're into and, you you know, it's all all character building. (laughs) Like it's like like the onion, it's the other way, it's layers on layers. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? And that's like talking about thrice and that's just like – there's only a few people who ever be able to do that, you yeah. know, knowing that as musicians, yeah. you know, you know that. Like yeah. that's, they're, they're like the Jeff Buckleys of stuff. They're one-off people, you know. Yeah. Um, it's just constantly building that identity. Yeah. And that's scary as musos because you struggle with the identity too at the same time, yeah. you know, because you yeah. question it so much because you're putting it through, yeah. you're putting it through, you're it, showing people. It. It's, it's funny because what Mel's brought up there almost brings something we've been getting mm. at this whole time and that's, there wasn't much leadership locally for musicians on how to get to from, you know, how to follow a path or mm-hmm. there wasn't examples. But do you think that we were, because we were from the same vintage, mm. do you think we were in too big a rush to become great? Like we were, yeah. like we didn't realise that for you, you're saying you're 35 now, right? Like, and you're at the peak of your powers and I believe that musically, the yeah. stuff you've been releasing lately, even clips of is just yeah. far and away, it's in a different yeah. space to anything you've done before. Yeah. Do you think that we it would have helped if we had have known that you're not going to be great in five years, guys? Yeah. It, it might take 15, 15 solid 20, years. Take 20 to start writing stuff like of, that. Yeah, to self-discovery yeah. to get to the point where you might be able to write something as good as a Thrice or a Jeff Buckley or something. Yeah. Who are those one-off rare people. Yeah. But I, I had no idea. I was always in a rush. I thought we were in a band for fucking ever. It was about 10 years. <laughs> and this is like in the linear time of your existence. It's, yeah, it's like, nothing. It's, it's nothing. It's like, but that's what it was. It was just that, that, that guidance, that next bit of level of people. But it didn't seem like there was anywhere there. No. Do you know what I mean? Like whatever levels of people who were before yeah. have like given up quick or something. There's seeing bands do things and being blown away by it. But it's different <clears> than someone giving you an insight into how. Much work. Yeah. What, what was the. What was step one to getting to step yeah, 10? Yeah. Like we didn't have, and then there was probably a lot of people around here uh, that, you know, were prepared to help certain people and wouldn't help other people. Yeah. And a lot of it, you know, back in the day, Mel, just so you know, there was Political. all. It was, it was like, yeah. a, it was around music it, shops and territories it was around. such an interesting time, but because you're, 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 you're my, you know, your tunnel vision when you're young, like. Yeah. Depends how much your, your, your openness to stuff was this like. It was yeah. such a weird time, I think. I look yeah. back and go, but the, how quickly things have changed in the amount of time. Like, yeah. 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 It's, it's very different at Mel's question about where music's at. What's your feeling on, do you have any feeling on the more 
Albury, Mount Beauty, Myrtleford, through to Wagga, what I guess you would call the local music scene. Do you have any feelings about where that's at? And it doesn't matter if you don't. I mean, if you have yeah. no feeling, that's still. It's 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 like if like if we look back to when uh, when we were doing doing things and 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 that like things were pumping. Yeah. You know, there wasn't a weekend you weren't playing shows. Like yeah. if you're away playing shows, even down in the cities. Yeah. Like things were things were really 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 happening. Um, it's just the the vibes changed. Yeah. Well, I think that particularly with heavy music. Well, yeah. in Australia, it's kind of entered more as jazz phase, for the lack of, I know that expression's overused, but yeah. it's become a pure category play now, and it's only certain venues. It's not, I mean, you may have your breakout bands still that are huge, like your Parkway have it probably exceeded what any of us thought they would ever do internationally. Yeah. They're now just bona fide big metal band. Yeah. But that took maybe shedding their hardcore roots a little bit. That's And that's the growth yeah. of being a, an yeah. artist. Um, yeah, there's talking- really no one... There's no venue. I think part of it is that there's, it, there really were like, there was the Sodans thing, which was kind of central to a lot of stuff. And there was the saloon bar in Wagga. Mm-hmm. And there was the clubs that you guys were probably more akin to than any other band around here in Melbourne. Yeah. With, yeah. Destro- the destroy all lines sort yeah. of clubs. There was a, a path for people to play a couple of times a month. Yeah. And hopefully get good. Do you guys think that you're being a bit nostalgic? And yeah. actually maybe looking at it differently to what yeah. it is. Yeah, but I'm talking in refer- reference yeah, to heavy bands. I know so, you're talking yeah. in reference to that, but I, from someone who isn't a musician, my mind was blown once I started talking to musicians and interviewing them about actually how much was going on. Yeah. and I, mean, I defer to you on that because obviously you're in that every week. And so. yes, there's a lot of work that needs to be done and there was probably – potentially a gap so i hear about this nostalgia all the time about what it was like mm. and what, yeah we've all evolved we can't go yeah. back to what it was like we need to create something about what it's going to be yeah and i'm sort of listening to these old stories but they're old stories now like yeah. which is great yeah i think there's a lot more potential and there's a lot more things going on around here we just need to focus on pushing that rather than reflecting onto what it was because potentially when what that was was such a big thing there wasn't anything else going on either so now we've got now we've got theater now we've got there's so many different competitive things where before you were i'm not saying just musicians but you're musicians so that was your focus same way that you were saying that it was only football or the highway mm. if you weren't into sport. <laughs> yeah. Now there's so many other things oh, and options for people now. and different variables to this that it potentially cannot be that same level because there's too many options. Yeah. But we is, all need to still support, I think, the different options the same way that we want to be supported. And I, I'm just yeah. spitballing this no, you're from right. listening to this. I completely yeah, agree. Yeah. And, that's, and that's talking about but how, I would, how quick I would things be, changed. I would be hesitant to use nostalgia as a pejorative. <laughs> okay. Because we, when you were there, yeah. it was a special feeling. Okay. And it hasn't happened I, when I talk to people. Yeah, yeah, it was a very interesting well, I, time. This is yeah. how, this is how yeah. I would you say know, it. Very when people time. come to you 10 years later and yeah. say things like, how did you pull off that Hilltop Hoods gig? Yeah, at, okay. in the, the in the Soden's beer garden, I still remember everything about that. I mean, it's not just so much about that venue, but you're right, Mel. You're getting at the main point, and that, yeah, that yeah, can't happen ways, again. Yeah. But 
and obviously I'm somewhat detached from the younger bands. They seem to be kicking absolute ass on other platforms. But to get good at playing live when you've got four or five people in mm-hmm. a band. You have to keep playing live. You have to be able to play live. Tell yeah. me this. Why do you think that is? So you're saying um, people are coming to you and you're asking how did you pull that off? Yeah. Do you think that um, people are now thinking that, you know, there's immediate gratification behind stuff and there's, you know, we, we can get onto Google and just research something real quickly. Yeah. So <laughs> that work effort is not necessarily there. I mean, I'm an impatient person, but I also know that there's a lot of work that goes mm. in to make those things. Yeah. And if people don't see it happen that quickly, perhaps, like you're saying now, Ryan, that you've now realised like it's 10, 20 years down the track that that before, growth period. Before you even write one good song. And that's when you were that young and living without all these immediate things that are around you. Completely, yeah. Do you think that's part of it? I think so. And we had the benefit, not that, I mean, there's probably 10 bands around here that are better than anything I ever did. And I probably don't know who five of them are. Yeah. But we were able to fail in public and Mm. not be criticised for it. Yeah. Yes. Like the journey, and that's the part of it is people – if you go online and you're wondering how do I grow my band, the first thing they're gonna people are gonna say is things like, share everything, share the growth, share from the studio. Yeah. But then yeah. you have to be able to take the fact that you're opening yourself up to criticism yeah. for things that maybe aren't ready yet. Yeah, we had the benefit of being able. To, well, one major problem around here is just things like noise noise restrictions. Yeah, like you can't make yeah, a pe- you can't right. make it. Then, and they're not going anywhere. They're getting yeah. more restricted. More restricted. Yeah. So you can't have band practice in your house every day like we used to. Next, yeah. to, we're right next to Soden, so I think some of that got That's blamed on the yeah. pub. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that sort of stuff, yeah. not being able to make loud noise, but also you've got to be able to, as a group, I'm talking in the band context here, accept the fact that people can tell you if you're good or not without you even being open to that feedback. Because yep. they can just, if you post something about it yeah. or something, your friend's there and they're excited, yep. they post a video and it maybe has crappy sound. There's more available, as you said, yep. but there's mm-hmm. also more risk that people can cut you down. Oh, yeah. yeah. And like yep. we got to get, or particularly you guys, because you, you were much better about, you would woodshed it, particularly with May 1927. You guys never played, unless there was some horrific technical issue, mm. you never really played a bad show. Mm. You just came out of the rehearsal room already one of the better yeah, bands. But that was that 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 was like my OCD and that at the, them times. <laughs> like I was talking about anyone who played in a band with me. Hell no, hell no. Yeah, that was that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. But you would have now. There would be feedback probably from the, even from the rehearsal room now for certain young bands. I mean, yeah. I don't have a solution yeah. now. But, no, yeah. no, I'm not asking a, for a solution. Yeah. It's a bloody excellent question. Putting right? a different yeah, really, perspective really. on it. Yeah. Um, How quickly like, things do you, have changed. Do you have any like your just so Ryan knows and the people listening, Mel's your radio show, The Mix Lolly Bag, is he- very closely connected to the local music scene. Well, yeah, say? to the Atomic Music platform. Yeah, and, sorry, okay, yeah. Yeah. and I have been very privileged, I think, to sort of just fall into that. And because I've been open to that, interviewing a lot of young artists yeah, okay, and giving yeah. them just the opportunity to be the first time that they hear their song yeah. on radio yeah. or to just speak on radio is just an amazing privilege, but to hear the different variables of their journeys. But even in me, there was much more, like obviously now we're in lockdown, but for someone that's not, I would say, someone that doesn't really like going out on a Saturday night to watch music or anything like that, the more I put my hat in the ring a little bit, the more I realised how much was actually going on. But if you're not in that bubble, 
you don't know. No, you have no idea. So yeah. I like to try and work out how to enlarge that bubble so that the mainstream people like me who aren't ingrained in in that all the time are actually able to know what's happening and mm, experience yeah. that. The bubble thing is a very strange but fortuitous that you would use that word because back in the day, I think what I miss most about those times was there was each genre had their fans and whatever mm-hmm. and the Triple J bands that were touring a lot at that time, they yep. had a different group yep. altogether. But there was a, a group of people that supported music regardless. They didn't yep. care about what it sounded like, what genre it was, who was playing. Yeah. That that coming together just for the music yep. to exist. To say thank you for Yeah, completely. To, just watching live music. Yeah. Yeah. And just yeah. the fact that it was even happening seemed like people. There was a core group of people that would basically be there for nearly anything. Yeah. And we've got to find a way yeah. to re, you know, whether it's just to re-energise those people. Because I, I know now that I'm, I feel like sometimes I'm old. Like I wouldn't. You are old. Yeah, I know. But, so it's not sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm old. Let's accept it. Older. I'm old. Older. I'm old. I'm, you are older I'm than elder, you were. Yes, elderly statesman. <laughs> the the idea of going to watch a bunch of music that I don't one hundred percent vibe with mm-hmm. initially I would probably back out on that. Yep. But I've got to put the pressure back on myself to think, well, if live music is going to be a thriving thing, there has to be people that put their tastes aside. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and 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 like look, I look at it like after this well not, probably not after this COVID thing, it's gonna do what it's gonna do, but uh, live music's going to take on a different a different taste, you know. Like I think people are going to want to get out and see and see bands and see see real things again, yep. you know. There's two live gigs coming out with local musicians um, at Beard Beard Deluxe. Yeah, I think I'm playing that one. Are you? I'm seeing that. Are you? Yeah, twenty seven. I was going to say. So this is one there's of those yoga, things. There's music. <laughs> this, is, this is one of the things where singing bowls. Um, yep. Like I've talked to to Mitch Harris from over there, and he's like, "This is your shot, guys." This is your shot to get out there, promote yourselves, and if we can't sell those tickets, like there's something wrong because no one's had anything for so long that oh yeah completely. that if we can't so that I will speak more about this in the future, Josh. Before yep. this is, um, but yeah, there's two going to be an all male gig one night, and there's going to be an all female gig awesome. of all, all different um, local artists of different varying levels. And this is about you guys taking ownership and really pushing this. This isn't – he's giving a space, I suppose, and it's up to us to drive it yeah. and make it happen yeah. because people will, in that capacity, that are keep giving out options, just get tired of doing the work. So some of the time, like, and this is a reflection on my dealing with musicians and not all of them, and we've spoken about the amount of work that goes into to making stuff happen. Some people will just happily just turn up. They've got their gig and then that's it. Yeah. But it's much more than that. Oh, if you want this it, yeah. these options to yeah. be there, you, gotta back everything, you, you know? have to push it. You because just getting that money in the back of your pocket for that one gig nah. and just going, oh, you know, that was fun. <laughs> no, no, it's bigger. It's than not going to create and more options. Exactly right. And 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 I know that from being in. From starting and playing in over twelve bands, yeah, um, it's always, especially as a musician, let alone getting behind it and promoting things yourself. And yeah, like I've done that. Yeah, when I got back playing, I went and played every 
for a year, went and played every open mic night I could in Australia. Yeah. Just to start off again mm-hmm. when I was traveling. And now it was like, okay, now you've got to leave an impression on people. Yeah. Like you need to be good. That's That, <laughs> that was the next thing. So Simon yeah. McKenna is going to play this. We're going to play it acoustically. Are you? I've got yeah. a, play all my I do have songs. one piece of follow-up for that, but Mel, you said there's two gigs. There's two gigs. What's the other one? The other gig uh, <clears throat> is an all-girls one. So I think there's three different um, acts on, on the same night with you. Yeah. Ryan, and I, I'm not sure on the three lined up for the women. I, I Actually, I am. Jade Gibson, Eva Mahoney, who's an, an amazing – she's actually worked with Simon yeah. as well. Yeah, name rings a bell. Um, and Tully Roberts. So they're playing in the f- female perspective and we're giving alongside with Beer Deluxe an option for you to come in. I think you, I'm going to be pushing you now that I know mm-hmm. you. Come in and do an interview with me mm-hmm. on Atomic. That'll be recorded and that'll also be pushed onto those channels as well to push this gig nice. because these are important <clears throat> things to be driving and making sure that not just our little insular bubble knows about it but much more okay, around the area and, knows. And, and definitely with uh, – the COVID thing going on, like this yep. is like time where people is well, you want live music or not? Yeah, you don't, this, this is, is you don't want this stuff dying out because it's right. hard. It's it's even harder now to put on these yeah. things with the restrictions and the limitations of space and everything like this. So, yes, that's my little lecture. That was, I've just got that was helpful. Just, just turned yeah. into a lecture now, yeah. and cool. another cool connection yeah. out of that. Hmm? That's cool. So, can we finish up with this question? You brought up that you went and played every open mic night yeah, in the country. Yeah. One thing that I've noticed from yourself, not just a m- musical evolution, but do you think that maybe the fact that your bands were so popular without really needing to try early on meant that you never had to market something yeah. and learn how to? Because you seem yeah. much better at promoting things, getting on, <clears throat> pardon me, getting on board with the venues now. Yeah. Really pushing yeah. to get people to places. A lot, lot, lot better. Because, I, th- I mean, that probably is the partly the reason why. It used to bother all of us a little bit. Because like, you, yeah. you're musos. You're like, we, we, we write the stuff. We're the yeah. talent. Yeah. Yeah. That's the yeah. hard thing, and yeah. which, all- which it is because there's musos out there who can't even leave their bedroom. Yeah. That's really hard. Yeah, no. But I- they kill. They're threaders, yeah? Yeah. yeah. That's really hard for musicians. Like yeah. that's, that's a whole another basket of, of talents and a degree. You have of- to be slashies these days. Oh, you've got to know yeah. it all. But so- I used to be very resistant to the idea of once you've done a thing, it's not done. Then ninety percent right. of the work's about to to happen. Yeah, and I mean it probably bothered me a little bit back in the day that you guys didn't seem to really have to work to promote anything, and you got these big crowds. No, but was that's like, not that's actually not a helpful lesson <laughs> because not the, a, not at all. The majority of us you had to work our ass. Yeah, off. and you'd yeah. learn no skills from that. Like I've learned more of the skills, like I've said, when I've worked and um, travelled around the countryside. Yeah, no matter what what night, acoustic, straight into an open mic night. Just, yeah, to, gotta, just to play songs, just yeah. to start off again to figure out which way I was going or what I was going to do with it. You have to get behind the mic again. Yeah. If there was two people, that didn't matter. It was all about getting getting, getting good again, getting comfortable okay. playing music. What story from all those open mics? Was there one venue or one story, just to finish up, that really sticks out still in your head as a turning point or something funny or um, was it a blur? <laughs> no, I've, um, I've been sober a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, up in Queensland, I played some funny ones. Definitely a lot of characters <laughs> come out from the sticks up there. <laughs> so when you say some funny just, ones, just just uh, not like your Instagram going fishing naked, naked sort of funny. No. Oh, hang on, let's 
let's talk about that's, that. that because that's I, my everyday life. I got a warning. <laughs> this is, I've actually got another question too. I yeah, don't know far away. I've got well, I've got two questions now because we keep refer- referring to this nudity thing, and there was no nudity clause in bottom it. half nudity. So Josh <laughs> said one of the things Josh said to me is uh, all his photos that he has is him nude from the bottom down. Pretty much well. It's pretty much like I started Instagram. I, I did a bit of a modeling thing and yeah. had a following one stage and then I'm like, no, no, I can't, that's too fake. Yeah. So I started again. I use sarcasm as a weapon. Yeah. And I live in that world and I have friends who are massive followers, mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of followers, and they know I just do it to, to, to take the piss yeah. out of the whole fabrication of what that is. So what's the biggest- Because it helps lighten the whole thing, yeah? Yeah. Um, and- I think I like never give up type thing. Like the motivational speaking, like your your sense of humor with some of the stuff you do too. It's it's just it's on point. It's like pulling the curtain back on everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. what's the the most? Are we able to use one of these pictures for our? Podcast? I think so. There's a good one of you fishing. Where yeah, you, use that it one. It looks like you're wearing chaps. True. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think I, I think I got a, like a GoPro strapped to me or something too at the same yeah. time while I'm fishing. So it's for laughs. All for laughs, but all to lighten up. The seriousness of of something that's not real, like so. Yeah. The thing you're getting at screen. is the artificial lives people are creating yeah, on their Instagrams much right. and that sort of stuff. Yeah, behind it all, people like that because it's humour. Yeah, you know, it takes the edge off everything. Mm-hmm. You know, so now just my other question because you fascinated me. I just want to know what your favourite tattoo is that you have. And why? Yeah, we didn't get back to that. Oh, no, because no. I'm I've like got, super. Like, I have a behind my ear. I have a little lightning bolt for ACDC. Yep. Really? Yeah. So it's, that hides behind my ear. I have uh, big booty bitches tattooed on my hands. Yeah. That was a pretty big song. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, so why are they yeah. significant to you? Why? Because uh, that that why? takes that takes me back to the club days before everything. You know, this like this town had clubs and everything seemed to have bigger clubs ten years ago. Yeah, um, and like being a, growing up in Australia. Yeah, as an eighties kid, nineties kid, ACDC is like they're all the guitar riffs you learn. You know, Akadaka. so I've just got him on a big Akadaka. So I just got like the little lightning bolt behind my yeah. ear. That's nice. Yeah, cool. righto, Ryan. <laughs> thank you, mate, for joining us. That's too I easy, think that. Yeah. We, I mean, just the idea of talking about tattoo stories, we can probably bring you back on at some yeah. point. I think this has been pretty, yeah, pretty fun cool. and wide ranging. And yeah. yeah, there's plenty, plenty to talk about when it comes to that. Like, yeah. yeah. And maybe once you've got some music out in the world. Yeah. Because at the moment, have you released a full, I know you released a track that was, was it a kind of a comedy sort of song at one point? So, so, so. I remember I'm, thinking one yeah, of your songs so what was I'm, super so what funny. I, what, I'm, what I'm doing now is I have uh, a broken, Casey Irony's taken on uh, a pop punk, punk rock feel mm-hmm. for being humour and satirish and I'm going to do covers, like I've done a Halsey cover. Mm-hmm. And then Ryan Wilson is, this is like the, this is the real stuff, like the, the heartfelt, um, yeah. the new stuff. So I've got a new single that hopefully get released this year. Um, and my writing's just getting more and more, more and more better. But this is the stuff I can play acoustically, and it's very heartfelt. Very, um, definitely get the gets the female crowd. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to be there on the 27th of November yeah. anyway. So I split. So I'm splitting you, up my writing. You'll already have to go both one ways. female in the crowd. <laughs> the gig that Mel's referring to mm. at Beer Deluxe. Yeah. Are you, are you performing as Ryan, uh, Ryan Wilson, Wilson there? Yeah. Ryan Wilson. Yeah. 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 So me and Simo. Simon, Simon McKenna are going to play that uh, acoustically. Excellent. Everything I've been writing sort of got 
full band stuff, but uh, this will be just done acoustically and um, so we'll make a very yep. heartfelt sort of excellent, yeah, lighters up type gig. Righto. So if people want to check you out, even just your Instagram, right, where can they go? Um, I'm on Instagram under Casey Irony for my punk rock sort of pop punk stuff yep. and under Ryan Wilson for my personal weird life and and that's uh, Ryan Wilson underscore. Uh, it's uh, Ryan Wilson with an underscore. Yeah. Righto. Well, thanks, Mel. Thanks. Excellent. Oh, thanks, I had Ryan. to be here. You so did. I feel like it's thanks, Ryan. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. <laughs> well, you're just thank looking you at me much. like you wanted me to thank you. I'm like, <laughs> you're like, stop praising the guest. Yeah, I was like, hang on, where's Give me a bit my of attention. love? That's yeah. what happens. I'm sorry, you're too interesting for yeah. me to get you on again because it's deflected <laughs> off my weird eccentricness. Yeah, you don't want to be too good a guest. <laughs> you you <laughs> might go get invited back. You go straight on the blacklist. So. <laughs> I've written it down now in my book. Yeah, with a cross. <laughs> yeah. Righto, mate. Well, thank you. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thanks. <laughs> Righto. So that was Ryan Wilson. Mel, what did you think? I was um, mesmer- mesmer- mesmerized by the tattoos. Did yeah. you see me sitting on that question for a long time? Yeah, I think when I – I'm not sure if I said it during the conversation or maybe in the post just hanging out chat that we could have went right into tattoos because there's I a really lot of stories wa- there. I really wanted to, but I was just sitting there – absorbing the tattoos and trying to put a story to it the whole time. And he's a nice guy. Yeah, super nice. Um, and very much self-aware, which I like. Yeah. Um, which shows a lot of, like he spoke about it a lot, growth and, yeah. you know, accountability and being aware that he maybe wasn't a nice person to work with. He and kind of has developed through a lot of, experience and self-knowledge and teaching yeah. and reading or whatever into a high character person. Yeah. I think I might have said to you afterwards at some point, I love some t- I love when people get to meet the best version of a person. Yeah. Like you've like meeting someone that's at their best. Yeah. It's- and doesn't have that preconception of all that past story. Yeah. It's like you you guys are talking about music and stuff and I'm like <sighs> Yeah, I could tell. No, it wasn't it's basically how I feel whenever you talk about your flannies. <laughs> like, jeez, can I use it as a pillow? <laughs> it's definitely. No, it's super interesting, and it's a world that I was not part of. Yeah. Um, I love that you challenged us on that, though, because you're right. There is a nostalgic element, but it's not to the whole decade. It's to a chunk of time that yeah. felt really – there was an energy to it. Yeah. It felt like we were a little Melbourne. Yeah. There was a scene and there was people and there was support and yeah. I guess it's probably an ego thing for me too because I was right at the centre of it. Maybe I'm yeah. more nostalgic about it than I should be but it's interesting that you have, to me, you're kind of, we've used the word avant-garde before, you're you're at the bleeding edge of what's happening now and you're, you're yeah. kind of bleeding edge adjacent. You get to see what the great young artists are doing and what people mm. are now doing to play shows, etc. I think I'm just a close observer at the moment. I'm trying to help, but I'm definitely not one of the talents that are there. No. But I'm I have the great privilege of being ringside, I suppose, as if I was a trainer on a football team. I'm yeah, right a- there I'm right there on the bench and yeah. I'm watching it happen. And I know that the the team, inverted commas, is capable of much more and more spectators should be coming to support their team, but it's not happening yet. So we need to make that happen, Aubrey Wodonga, regional, everyone who has the ability to go and watch live music or any form of entertainment 
get off your butts and get out because otherwise it's not going to be there to see. You know how on commercial radio they talk about a power rant? That was the awesome version of a power rant. What do they call that when a rave? Is that what they they call it in radio? No, it's like Husey. That I, I'm going to clip that bit out. That was bloody magic, actually. You had me on board. Thanks. <laughs> Sometimes, it, I mean, I don't know, Josh. I mean, I've snapped back out of that, obviously. I've yeah, gone back into, back into rambling Mel. Yeah. But sometimes there is That was just some... so cohesive and to the point. I'm like, wow, I'm really on board here. I, I even these... leaned forward a bit, but I couldn't because of the mic. That was good, good job, mate. these moments of clarity where I'm like, oh, the profanity, not profanities, the profoundness. That yeah. Goes. And I'm like, yep, yeah. I'm on board with me too. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm on board with the music scene, but I guess I can be on board with you too. Yeah, thanks. So (laughs) that's great. Complete tangent. I'm going to take us on one. Mm. My little brother, Cam, has inboxed us with a question that I really, we probably should have put it to Ryan while he was here. Um, Yeah. But there's probably when you're a singer-songwriter, there's probably a hundred songs you can sing by memory. Yeah. What's one song that you basically can sing by memory or sing a chunk of by memory that you really don't like. For my little brother, he claims to be able to sing a great big chunk of How You Remind Me by Nickelback, which he called hashtag Nickel Vomit. <laughs> really? So firstly, Cam, who are you even? Like you're this little little brother to Josh and you just chime in. Like you, you turn, chime with Cam. <laughs> Coming in here with your with your content, or you two can't come up with your own stuff. Let's just start. It has that feel to it, <laughs> righto, righto, Cam. Um, what song do I not like? I say I thought. Where did Heart come into this? You you discovered one, didn't you? Because to begin with, when I put this to you earlier, because I had to think about it. Yeah. You were a little bit like, oh, do I know any? And then suddenly you started playing Heart, Barracuda. You said Heart to me. Heart's the name of the band. Yeah, I hadn't heard of, like, I didn't know who Heart was. Okay, yeah, well, they've got a famous female singer. Yeah. Uh, So where did this question go from Nickelback to Heart? Well, Nickelback's his song that he can sing unassisted and he doesn't like it. And what was your and your band was Heart, was no, it? No, but yours was. You were playing Barracuda. No, you? you said Heart to me. No, but the band's name is Heart. The song's called Barracuda. Yeah, but I only Googled Heart after you said Heart the band. But that must be the song. Like I'm I'm confused. <laughs> you played it to me off your phone. <laughs> Literally this is what happened, right? <laughs> okay, step me through it because I'm confused. <laughs> you said Cam has written to us and said What's the song that you can, oh, now I know what's happened, that you can sing from heart? So uh, <laughs> so you looked up the band Heart. <laughs> so you t- you heard it as from heart, not by heart. Yeah. Wow, okay. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> God. Okay, that, that went somewhere I did not expect. Because remember I was That's. I was going, I don't. That makes so much more sense now. I'm like, you're listening to them. No wonder you looked at me like. <laughs> I was like, at so I was like, I've never even heard of Heart, and I had to go- That explains Google. why when the song, their most famous song, one of the most famous songs ever, was playing, you still looked a little bit confused. Well, it's like I didn't even know that these guys sung that song, and I was trying. Wow. Okay. I thought the challenge was to sing a song by the band Heart 
that's a deep cut. That's a well. If that was the case, Cab's the worst person ever. <laughs> that's what I thought. I just—that's exactly what I thought. Okay. Sorry. Let's say this, Cam. You've sent us on a little rabbit warren. Thank you for that. It, it created happy tears and it managed to fog up Josh's glasses again. yet again. Third time. It's now a third time where it's a rare, like no one's believed that this is an actual thing. One of our guests recently Googled it and didn't get an answer. He questioned it. He questioned the fogging of the glasses. Yeah, I know. And what I'm a- not happy with that. No. That's all right. And I actually, just before this, said, let's set up a camera. And Josh goes, no. I'm over it, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Along the, let's yeah. just get this done. Yeah. Damn you, Josh. Yeah, I know. Damn I'm sorry. You. Damn That's you. what I want the world to see, me in an old jumper with fogged up glasses. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Cam, um, thank you for your question. If anyone else has any questions that you would wish to be misinterpreted by me <laughs> and send us on to a different tangent, yeah. send it along, along with a, a you know just a coffee maybe to grease the wheels a little bit and you can also, if you want to sing something and send it to us, yeah. you can inbox that to us on Facebook, yeah. facebook.com slash punching sideways, or yeah. you can email it to feedback at punching sideways.com. We'd love to hear you guys sing. Yeah. And if you want to be anonymous but still sing a song you don't like, we'd love that too. Yeah. And also just, yeah, give us a bit of a likey like, please, on our yeah. page. And a coffee cough. A coffee cough and a likey like. That'd be just great. Just do both. Why not Thanks. do both at once? You could. Everyone out there has got more than one phone now, let's be honest. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, thanks very much for joining us okay. today. Punchingsideways.com and click on a coffee button. And yeah, thanks to Ryan. He's a champion guy and yeah. I'm happy that I've gotten to reconnect with him in this new phase of his musical life and or life in general. Interesting dude. Yeah. Super. We'll get him back on for tattoos. Yeah. Righto. Bye-bye. Laters. <laughs> <laughs>